Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we have a place where we belong in you. And you are our shepherd. You are our keeper, our provider, all these things that we're declaring about who you are, that you are with us always and forever. Lord, we worship you for that truth. I pray that that truth would sink deep into our hearts, deep into who we are, that we would walk around knowing that we belong to Jesus. Would you continue to move this morning, continue to speak? Thank you for showing up as we worship, as we surrender to you this time, this morning on New Year's Day. Lord, would you continue to, to move this morning? We are open for what you wanna say. Have your way, Holy Spirit. It's in your name we pray, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Who can make that claim this morning that I belong to Jesus? Let's give him some praise. First of all, I wanna say Happy New Year. And it is so awesome to see the room packed this morning on New Year's, an international holiday. So let's just praise God that we all got out of bed. I don't know how many of us stayed up until midnight last night. I didn't quite make it. Uh, this is the first year, I think, in many years that I didn't stay up until midnight. So here we are. I'm excited, ready to uh, hear what God has to say for us. Uh, this morning, I'm here to plea with you to surrender every little part of your life completely to the Lord. So uh, you probably noticed there's some skis here. I already had uh, someone ask this morning, I just want to be clear, we're not Xing out the meaning of Christmas. Those are, uh, they're just here for the illustration this morning, okay? Uh, we're beginning a new sermon series called Reason to Worship, and through the month of January, before we go through the all-church journey, we're just going to dissect some worship songs and look at the theological truths and the implications that those have for our lives uh, so the song that I'm going to dissect this morning, or the theme of this morning, is I Belong to Jesus, that new song that we just introduced to you. And uh, if the first time you heard it, you were just kind of soaking it in and listening, that's great. After the message, we're going to do communion together, and we're going to have a chance to worship again, uh, just claiming that I belong to Jesus, and how that can really change our lives, and how we all need to fully surrender and remember that I belong to Jesus. So are there any snowboarders in the room? Come on. Hey, back there, I know those two guys are going after church, Mark and Steven. Are you even listening? I don't think so. But <laughs> so I brought my snowboard and my skis because I wanted to uh, talk about something called full send. Does anyone know that term, full send? I'm going to explain it to you. So no matter how mediocre of a snowboarder you are, it doesn't matter if you only go once a year even, if you're new to it, there's this thing that you say, you know, you get all bundled up, you drive out to the mountain, and another expression we say is the stoke is high. You ever heard that? Like, I'm stoked. And you get up on the ski lift, you ride up to the top of the mountain, and you give your buddies high fives and knuckles, and you say, full send! And then you go down the mountain, and you crash a whole bunch, and you go really slow, and you get really frustrated. You know, you think, I should have waxed my snowboard. Uh, so, full send. I know that the example of full send I just gave is pretty, pretty weak sauce, but I've got a video that I want you guys to watch that's gonna explain what true full send looks like. All right, I'm ready, you don't even have to ask. I'm ready to drop and we have literally five minutes of life.
So that was a professional snowboarder, Travis Rice. Pretty mesmerizing to just watch that craziness, right? Dropping in from helicopters in the middle of Alaska on some remote mountain range and those crazy... Is there anyone in here who, in, back in their heyday, back in their prime, did stuff like that? Got, got a couple hands? Okay. Oh, Rhonda's raising her hand? Okay. Wow. Awesome. Maybe uh, we'll have to get out to the mountain. You can sh- give me some tips. Yeah. All right. So, uh, full send. That causes snowboarders to go do really crazy, life-threatening things. Full send uh, for us as believers is full surrender. So, the, the passion, like I said, the, the passion of those snowboarders causes them to go fly out to the middle of nowhere and go down these untouched mountains. Full surrender for a believer causes us to step in faith into nothingness, wherever God might call us. He causes us to give up our preferences. It causes us to uh, give up our comfort. And this morning, uh, that's why I said my plea is that all of us would fully surrender everything to the Lord. We all need to passionately follow Christ in every single thing that we do. And what does it look like to passionately follow Christ? That means that he isn't in a box on Sunday mornings. It means that he infiltrates every part of my being. So that way the, I can't separate my life with him or without him anymore. That way the person who I am standing in church on Sunday mornings is the same person I am when I'm at work or when I'm hanging out with my buddies or when I'm at home with my family. Full surrender means he will infiltrate every job, every relationship, every hobby. So here's how we can belong to Jesus. Surrender every part of your life to the Lord. Do you guys take notes? Some of you need to take notes because you forget everything that's said as soon as you walk out the door. I'm one of those people. But, you know, uh, if you take notes, my first point is you need to fully surrender And I just have some ideas here, some metrics you can think about, like, how do I know if I'm fully surrendered? Like I said, if your relationship with God goes far beyond Sunday morning, if you have a burden on your heart for people that leads you to action, if you're willing to put yourself in third place, that means God's first, others are second, and you're third. If you are... uh, willing to not allow your circumstances to control who you are and how you are. So that means even when money is tough, or even when you're in pain, or even when you're in emotional pain, you don't allow those things to control who you are in the Lord because you've surrendered it to him. Your discomfort doesn't matter anymore because it's all just living for him. When you don't surrender something to God, you have put that thing above God in your life. And the question that you need to ask yourself this morning is, what am I holding on to with an iron fist? You know, a lot of us probably think, well, well, I fully surrendered to the Lord years ago. And the problem with that concept is that surrender is not an achievement. It's a lifestyle. It's a process. It's we wake up every single day and we say, I am not my own. I belong to Jesus. So ask yourself and pray this morning, what am I holding on to with an iron fist? You may be blind to the things that you haven't surrendered. 
ask the Holy Spirit to reveal them right now. Because full, full surrender is not an achievement. It is a lifestyle. Every day when you wake up, say this. I am not my own. I belong to Jesus. Make that your, your cry. Matthew 16, 24. I'm going to look at some scripture here. Let me flip to it. Thank you. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. To follow Christ requires sacrifice on your part, which is why you need to fully surrender to the Lord. So for us, this scripture should paint a really clear picture of what it means to follow Christ. Jesus in this passage was predicting his death for the first time and uh, it's easy to read over but if we realize he was very specifically predicting his death he was saying that I'm going to die on a cross (laughs) so you have to die with me you have to follow with me Uh, the disciples would have had a very clear picture in their mind of what this meant because they have seen the Roman execution method of the cross before they've seen people beaten and battered and dragging their cross through the town and going to this place just to be nailed to it. There was no mystery to them what Jesus was saying. And he he didn't say it in like a flowery, comfortable way. There was, like I said, no mystery. To follow Jesus is a sacrifice that we need to make to the point of death. To follow sacrifice, to follow Christ requires sacrifice on your part. And we need to fully surrender to the Lord. The next point in my uh, message this morning is forget comfort. And I touched on this a little bit a second ago. But forget comfort. I can't even tell you how much comfort drives our culture and society. It's like what everyone is pursuing it's why people get jobs it's why people buy the houses they buy or choose to do the things that they do it's driven by comfort they want to be comfortable they want to be secure they want to make sure that they've got everything under control you know I'm good if I lose my job uh got saved it's wise to save I'm not saying don't save at all but we need to think about our intentions behind what we do as people who We live in a culture that is completely driven by comfort. So for me to stand up here and ask you to forget comfort should be completely offensive if you really understand what I'm asking. Like the rich man that left sad when Jesus told him that he had to sell everything he belonged, he he owned. Remember that? uh, That's in Luke, I think. Remember that? We should be offended. We should really take pause and think, what does it mean to forget comfort? What does it mean to surrender everything to the Lord to the point of discomfort. Most people dedicate their lives to pursuing comfort first and God second. They want stability, financial gain, control. They want things to be the way that they ought to be, that they think they ought to be. Uh, So my friends, please forget comfort. And along with this, you know, surrender, comfort comes a removal of our preferences and the things that are important to us, we're willing to put them on the back burner, second place, that way 
others can have a chance to come to the Lord, or that way the church as a whole can just be in a better place. And it's really easy when we're not fully surrendered to become a grumbler. Even though it shouldn't be this way, I think that there are just as many grumblers in the church as there are outside the church. Do we agree? It's easy to grumble. I grumble. It's easy to find ourselves grumbling. But it shows where our hearts are in surrender when we grumble and complain all the time. Different people have different complaints, but there are some who believe that their spiritual gift is to complain. (laughs) And uh, so I'm not saying that every complaint is completely invalid, but guess what? You are the church. If you have a complaint about the church, you need to look inward. Every church, every organization, every club, every business, every ministry, it's the product of each individual within that group. So if you're discontent with where we are as a church, that's good because God, you should be, God has so much more for us and what he's going to keep doing and the way that he's been leading us and just the awesome things we've been seeing and he's going to continue to do more and more. Uh, But that doesn't mean we need to be grumblers or complainers. If you want our church to reach its potential, you need to look inside yourself and look inward first because you are the church. So check your attitude. Don't be self-serving. Surrender your desires to the Lord. If you want seats to be full on Sunday morning, stop skipping church. I'm talking to the wrong crowd because you came here on New Year's Day. But, you know... (laughs) If you uh, think that your attitude or your level of surrender has no bearing on the people around you or on your church, that's a very dangerous and damaging mindset, and you're just dead wrong. You are not here to be served. God has you here to make a difference. If you don't say yes to the Lord in everything, you are hindering his mission So don't forget why you exist. It's not to be comforted. It's to live on the mission that he has for us. And we're going to talk about gospel mission as a part of the all-church journey and a a bunch of other things relating to the gospel. One thing that I'm remembering that was very challenging uh, when I heard it in that book, he said, uh, if every prayer that was prayed by your congregation was answered in one week, how many people would come to the Lord for the first time? And I was floored by that, and I thought, dang it, if all my prayers for the last week were answered, no one would come to the Lord. (laughs) You know? We need to remember why we exist. It's not to seek comfort. It's not to pursue success or any of that stuff. We need to surrender everything to God and remember that we're on his mission. If you don't share the gospel with your coworkers, friends, family, you're robbing them all of a chance to receive eternal life. Because at the most, you could be the only person in their life that would ever share the gospel with them. At the very least, you could be a stepping stone in the journey of them coming to know the Lord. God will use you. If if you don't join the group's ministry here, you're robbing yourself of not only a chance to grow in love for others and grow in your love for God, but you're also robbing your fellow church members of the chance to grow and uh, the chance to experience having you in a group with them. God will use you in the group's context. 
If you don't come to church on Sunday morning, you're robbing yourself of an important and ancient weekly opportunity to connect with the Lord and your fellow believers. Don't neglect these things because you're hurting the church. An empty sanctuary just doesn't feel right, does it? If you complain about the church being messy, pick up a broom. I say that metaphorically and literally. Help us clean, please. We're short on custodial staff. (laughs) This is the impact of a fully surrendered life. It's fruit. Fruit for God's mission. Fruit for the specific mission that God has you on. So stop sitting in the sidelines and get your hands dirty. Full surrender. When you surrender to the Lord, preferences get put on the back burner because they don't matter. Your earthly desires change and they become heavenly desires. When you wake up in the morning and tell yourself first thing, I'm not my own, I belong to Jesus, your whole perspective changes. And only then can God use you to really shake the foundations of our worldly culture. I tell you now, if you fixate your mind on the things of this life, you will be left empty. If you fixate your mind on your job, or on making money, or on taking care of yourself, or on having fun, or on comfort. I've seen the enemy use comfort in a very major way in many people's lives. I can think of several specific people I know who have a call to international missions on their life, but they chose the comfortable path instead. And they forsook that, forsake, forsook, they forsook that call because they pursued comfort instead. Do not forget why you exist. Live out full surrender. Surrender is uncomfortable because we so much desire to be comfort. And comfort drives almost every choice we make to a fault because comfort can cause us not to fully surrender to the Lord. Some don't want to give up a certain unhealthy mentality or an idea that they hold on to from their past life before they knew the Lord. And they will just, will not surrender in this area because it's comfortable to be in control of your identity. We need to surrender everything fully to the Lord. So forget comfort. Romans 14.8 says this, If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die... We belong to the Lord. We're going to have suffering in this life. It doesn't matter because whether we live or whether we die, if we're fully surrendered, we belong to the Lord. Don't allow your circumstances to disqualify you from being effective for the gospel. So forget comfort and pursue God's will. My next point today is surrender comes before freedom. And freedom is a big part of what we do as a church. We just had our freedom conference and a bunch of people went through the freedom group experience where they learned about freedom, they engaged with freedom, they came to the prayer conference and got to give it to the Lord and we saw people experience freedom for the first time in major ways. Freedom is an important thing in the life of a believer. It's it's how God transforms us from ourselves before him to ourselves after coming to know him. So my final point brings us back to the idea of full surrender. When you surrender to the Lord, fear goes away. And that's a lot what the song that uh, we're talking about, I Belong to Jesus, it's a lot what that song is about. Is about how 
I belong to Jesus, I don't need to fear anything anymore. I don't need to be afraid. I can just live for him. And full surrender allows us to have freedom. If you aren't surrendering something to God, you can't find freedom in that area. They go hand in hand. You need to surrender something to God before you can be freed from it. So holding on to one little thing about yourself will prevent you from finding freedom for that little thing. And sometimes little things over decades, maybe even just over years or months, they can become big things. So I'm going to look at Luke 18, verse uh, 19. The rich ruler. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. I think it's kind of funny how like in our common, the way that we talk, like, hey, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Can I pray for you? No, I'm good. But then no one is good except God. And in this scripture, we can't overlook the fact that Jesus was calling himself God. So if anyone ever tells you, uh, Jesus never claimed to be God, well, you can point them to this among many other scriptures. Jesus did, in fact, claim to be God. But God is good. Nothing else in this life is good. No spiritual mindset, no self-improvement, no meditation, no methodology for success, no drug. None of that is good. Only God is good. And only goodness in your life comes from God. If you think you have something in your life that's good without God, it's counterfeit and it will leave you empty. That's why you need to give it all to God through surrender. Because he makes all things good, right? We know that. He makes all things good. Snowboarding is a lot of fun. We might even say it's a good pastime. Every time I go snowboarding, I see hordes of people who are hiding from their desperate reality by distracting themselves and pouring themselves into an empty activity. They, while they're on the mountain snowboarding, they're smoking weed or even doing other drugs. They're drinking, they cuss, they try to take girls home. It's like the bar, but outdoors. <laughs> it's not good. Now, what if you fully surrendered your snowboarding to God? What if every time you left to go to the mountain, you said, I'm not my own, I belong to God? And what if you prayed, Lord, please speak through me today. Use me as your mouthpiece to guide the lost into a relationship with you. Because you can even surrender snowboarding to God and have your radar be open for him to bring Christ back to the mountains that he created, that the enemy is attempting to use for evil. So I hope that uh, today's message made you uncomfortable. I hope that you become discontent with a lackluster life of having God in second place. I hope that you truly grasp the reality that you do not own yourself and you have no right to pretend that you do. Because I am not my own. I belong to Jesus. So give up your will, give up your comfort, surrender everything to the Lord, and find freedom. It is life-giving. We're going to have the opportunity to do communion today. And I'm so glad because uh, it's very seldomly do we get to come together as first service and second service in one time. 
And so it's so fitting that we're doing communion. As we remember the sacrifice that Christ made that allows us to surrender things to him. That allows us to ultimately find freedom. During this last song, we're going to sing, I belong to Jesus. Really sing out those words. Think about what you're singing. You're not just singing Christian karaoke, as we say all the time. You're proclaiming truth over yourself, over others, truth to God. And if you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you, tapping on your heart, saying there's, there's the next step here in surrender. You, there's a little bit more. And I believe there's always more in God. You never have all of God. Pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you, what do I need to surrender today? And the, uh, during this song, come up and get your communion elements. Maybe before you do that, you just need to kneel down at the altar and pray for a moment and surrender something to him and then take your cup and your bread. We're gonna do communion all at once and Pastor Josh is gonna lead that. But take this next song to uh, ask God, what do I need to surrender? Surround. 